1: that's better H E L P.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's okay. So it's so stupid. And the so, audio is the audio just being recorded directly through the Zoom, then? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so uh, yeah. Okay. Also,
3: I may also be able to record it through Audacity directly. I don't know if the quality on that is going to
2: really be what you're no. Getting. I don't. I don't think so because I believe the input. Can only go we to one one program or the other.
3: That could be from the mic. Like, can you hear what I'm saying right now?
2: I can.
3: Okay, now let me play it back and see what it sounds like.
2: On Audacity. That could be. Like, can you hear
3: what I'm saying right now? Uh, yeah.
2: But but that only records on your end though.
3: It's only on my end. Yeah.
2: I mean, alternatively, I can also do Audacity and then record it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's up to if you want yeah, to have it's, it as. Uh... A- an option it's, i can just hit record and then leave it going or or we cannot it doesn't matter to me we
2: can we we'll, we'll do this we'll do this thank thank you though thank you thank you hold on i need another sip of coffee oh also i need to put on a timer because i have this really bad condition of not shutting the fuck up and not knowing when to stop recording uh one time i recorded for like an hour and a half and i was like oh shit I need to go. I need to leave. Okay, so hold on. I need my of coffee. Oh, that is good. That is good. What time is it over there? Uh,
3: 11.35. 1130.
2: Wait, where are you, if you don't mind me asking, where are you based?
3: Yeah, just outside of Boston.
2: Boston, Boston. Oh, wait, fuck. Let's start. Let's do your little introduction. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Scientifically Speaking. I have... Oh, an amazing guest today. He is Also, I'm literally just raw dogging this. I feel like with every guest, I always do like some background researching info and I'll say like this grand introduction, but I feel like everyone knows you. So, I'm sorry to let you down, but this isn't going to be a big grand. Uh well... <laughs> Everyone, welcome, Doctor Morgan Nog. He is a digital content creator and a scientist. And yeah, like I said, everyone knows you. And we met um, for the first time in person at this 3M uh, trip in. I want to say Cincinnati, okay, but that's where
3: activities.
2: Yeah, I want to say Cincinnati. It is not Cincinnati. It is minneapolis
3: minneapolis yeah
2: minneapolis yeah let me tell you when i made my um when i made that video for should i mention the company or not no i already mentioned the company 3m duh so when i made uh one of my story frames and sent it in for submission uh, in the the story, I mentioned how like, oh, I visited Cincinnati recently and I went on this great tour.
3: And they're like, that's not the same. Yeah, thing. they're like, uh,
2: <laughs> you went to Minneapolis. And I was like, oh, that's so embarrassing. I was and like, like are be... you
3: talking about a different company? Are you using someone else's <laughs> name in the advertisement?
2: I was like, hey, to be fair, to be fair, I literally just came back from another trip from a different, and it's also a large organization. So getting them mixed up at this point, it's... it's In this in this dumb head of mine, I get everything mixed up. Anyway, anyway. It was nice meeting you that day. I was, like, really looking forward to to meeting you when Sasha texted me. I thought I was going to be alone on that trip, and then Sasha texted me a couple days prior and was like, oh, no, like, you and Morgan are going to... And I was like, Morgan, like, Dr. Knock? And I, I knew that you were going... I knew that you were somewhat interested in working with 3M because you had reached out to me weeks prior.
3: Right. And then yeah, I put the, I you had the, the. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And then I, I put the puzzle pieces together, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I was internally fangirling. I was fangirling. And yeah, then we met it's a good st- to
3: film with other content creators. the you know the tips that like just even how to get the frame right of the whatever you're filming, uh totally different from using a tripod, getting the zoom right, the comedic zoom or whatever you're doing, it's exponentially better than trying to film content like that on site yourself.
2: Uh oh hand, yep, for sure. For sure. Was that like your first time on a trip like that?
3: Yeah. Uh I'd done a bunch of brand deals like the regular type where you just film it in your normal recording space but I yeah, actually yeah, yeah. gone to a place before fun experience.
2: Hey, oh my gosh. And then we happened to meet each other at Starbucks. Like before before our like itinerary that they had um before even like meeting up uh I went to go to Starbucks to get some work done. What was I doing? I think I was li- I was quantifying data and I was answering emails and then bam you showed up. It was like one of those scenes in like, uh, it was like one of those scenes in the cowboy Western movies. Uh, (laughs)
3: Kicking in the door of the saloon. It just happens to be the closest Starbucks to the hotel we were staying at.
2: Yes, (laughs) literally right across the street. Oh my gosh. And then finally got to meet you. And you're so much taller in person. Holy cow. How tall are you? 65
3: yeah it's an interesting uh you can't really tell on social media just where you hold the phone yes like, relative to your head i feel like you could easily feel like you're five six from one angle and six five from another angle oh I my god! polls on my instagram story where i ask people to guess sometimes yeah. and people have no idea it's like a it's like a bell curve distribution across the different heights that i put
2: i hate that you even mentioned that because <laughs> that's it was a normal distribution gotcha gotcha <laughs> Like literally all of my a lot of my followers don't realize how short I am. I'm five, six, but here's the thing i because I know I'm short, I know how to like use my angles if that makes sense like um to all my short queens and kings out there, if you want to appear taller um on social media, where? Higher waisted pants. Uh, tuck your shirt in. Yeah, make your shirt, uh, make your body, your torso look smaller. And then make your waistline a bit higher. And then every time you take a picture, rather than doing it like normal level, um, lower your phone so that it's about like thigh level. Okay, hold on. Let me turn off my Slack notifications. Not my lap slacking me in the middle of this <laughs> podcast. Oh, my
3: gosh. Yeah, it's surprising how much of an impact like the positioning of your camera has on the quality of what you end up. I don't know how many people uh, listening or interested in making content your own. I saw a survey recently, it's something it was like 40 or 60% or something of like all young people have at least some interest in becoming an influencer or being a content creator. It so is wild, it's yes. For more people than I think.
2: It is but wild. Yes.
3: A lot of people think it's like, you know, you have to go drop $5,000 on recording equipment. But really, I think getting the angles right, getting the lighting right, even if it's just from a window, uh, is probably 80% of the game. And then from there, if you spend a bunch of money, your quality will get a little bit better. But it's more about the know-how than the tools.
2: I think it's know-how. And I I also think a huge factor is like personality. One of my favorite YouTubers at the moment, I won't mention his name. I've started watching his content. Whenever I quantify data... I just love watching or listening to vlogs in the background. I don't know. There's something therapeutic about it, especially long YouTube videos or vlogs where they just talk about their day or they're like painting or they're doing their makeup. I've been watching a lot of illustration YouTubers. I've been, I don't know if you know, but I do like a lot of illustration on the side. I don't really talk about it. I mean, as you can see on my like merch store and stuff, he doesn't really consider himself as a comedian, but he is funny. He's funny, but he's not necessarily the best illustrator, but he is an illustrator. I watch his content for like the tutorials and stuff, but I more so watch it because of how funny he is and I think his his funny his his funny what the fuck am I trying to say <laughs> his his humor his humor yeah uh, his humor the and makes up for his his lack of skill and but he's he's yeah, he's, he's so. Funny, he's so free and that's that's how I am. I I really hope that my my humor makes up my lack of skill. Just kidding, I'm literally the best. No, I think
3: this is broadly true across content creators. Like you can think in any any you know streaming type of industry. From people who play like video games on Twitch, they are either like the best in the world at the game and people watch them just to watch them be technically great mm-hmm. or they can be like among the worst in the world, but really interesting people to watch and have fun with. Yes, And any mixture of that in between, same thing for drawing, I guess, or same thing yes. about science. A yes. big part of it is your individuality. And I think that's, part, you know, if you think about the shift from Instagram to TikTok, I think we're in the midst of this overall larger trend toward authenticity, towards Slay. you know, the, real. the flavors of characters that make you individual. And yeah, be real too, going from TikTok <laughs> to be real and TikTok <laughs> now obviously copying be real, Instagram copying be real. Like we're shifting away from that pristine, polished
2: yes. like,
3: corporate media production towards authentic media.
2: How do you do you have a be real? No. Oh, man, I was gonna add you. <laughs> do you do the uh i've done a
3: couple of the tiktok now
2: i i have not because i turn off i turn off my my notifications for tiktok actually all of my social media do you have yours on or do you leave them off
3: no mine are off except for direct messages from mutual contacts
2: like on instagram or uh
3: like on tiktok well, I really, really oh. I've sent my messages so you can only message me if we're friends on TikTok. And then I leave uh-huh. only that notification on. But I don't have like followers or likes or anything like that. turned yeah, on. Yeah,
2: I did not know that was a thing. Oh, I turned all my I, I feel like most of the time my phone is just on silent. I don't know. I hate getting interrupted when I'm doing something like now, <laughs> like the slack notification.
3: <laughs> I, I turned mine on the other day just to see what it would be like. Yeah, I turned on follower notifications on TikTok and I had a video that was blowing up at the time. I was getting like, you know, three
0: to five followers every
3: 10, 15 seconds or something. I was expecting it to be like an explosion of notifications, but that didn't happen at all. What my phone would do (laughs) uh, and my watch, which was paired with my phone, like every 15 minutes, it would just blow up this big picture of someone's profile photo on my watch. Uh, it was <laughs> like one out of these 300 500 people, and it just like showed me their picture, and then didn't show me anything for another fifteen minutes. I was like, "What's going?" Because I thought See, for like people would stop following me, <laughs> but it only shows you like some fraction of what's going on.
2: so no, that's that is why I would turn off my my notifications because if I I just got an iWatch, Apple Watch, whatever you call it. I say I just got it. I actually got it back three months ago, but it feels so new, and. Sometimes I even get, I hate, I hate getting notifications on my watch when I'm like in the middle of an experiment, but sometimes it is important. So I, I guess I get it, you know, but
3: yeah, if you've got the gloves on, if you've got the long coat on, you have to do the awkward unearth. The oh watch the yes. You gotta, to you gotta, you gotta do the, the tube. or sometimes you gotta do the, like the long stretch so that the <laughs> yeah. sleeve,
2: you know what I mean? The long stretch so the sleeve isn't on the watch. Yeah.
3: That and pre-hand then hand washing stretch.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Or the. <laughs> I have gloves on and I need to roll up my sleeves. So I'm going to use my forearms to try to roll up my <laughs> yeah. my sleeves. I, it's so handy having this watch because when I am like in lab and I need to change music, I'll uh, rather than trying to touch my headphones or my phone, I'll just like use my knuckles. Not knuckles. What do you call this? Yeah, it's a knuckle. No, these are knuckles. Also a knuckle no
3: i you know to be fair i never did take an anatomy
2: okay However. so <laughs> so for for everyone who's listening um and cannot see us i honestly don't know if i'm going to put the visual component on youtube but for sure the audio is going to be posted everywhere um the the part of the finger that i'm pointing at is uh it's the elbow if you will of the phalange uh
3: so yeah most the furthest out from your finger on the pointiest side you've got the wrist of the finger you've got the elbow of the finger and, <laughs> the finger. and i think those are all knuckles
0: no i'm pretty sure
3: every bendy point of the finger is a knuckle
2: you know what's sad we are sitting in front of a computer we can easily google this and <laughs> we are debating <laughs> okay well, wait let me search this up and knuckles Oh, wait. That is called... We are...
3: You know, I don't regret not taking anatomy. It hasn't proved to be uh, critically necessary in anything I've done since undergrad.
2: Okay, so... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Put that that thought on hold, because I have something to say about that. Oh, no, you are right. The knuckles that I was referring to are called base knuckles. Base knuckles. And then... The the middle knuckles is what I was pointing to. And then the top knuckles is the one that's closer to the nail. Oh, okay. Those okay. wrist knuckles. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, so all the bendy parts.
2: When you said that, for some strange reason, I, I remembered that... Uh, remember when we were at the Innovation Center, and then there was like a little opening on this machine, and then you said the... There's something a see
3: the wound. The
2: wound is the, the, wound wound. the funny thing is that you texted that to me in the middle of the demonstration, and I was like holding in my laughter because I was like, "We got to be professional. We got to be professional." <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, to paint a mental image, it was this vacuum uh, contraption that was showing a wound closure over time, and it looked a little suspicious. Uh, and they were giving a very nice scientific demonstration about the antibacterial properties of whatever the product was that was in there. But it looked pretty hilarious.
2: <laughs> I was literally dying. Oh my gosh! Going back to taking anatomy and physiology. Oh, yeah. I've never oh, taken physiology. Oh, I didn't oop. take anatomy. Oop, 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 oop. Wait, I feel like a lot of courses they combine the two together. I've never heard of courses separating it.
3: Oh, uh, for, for us, they were super, super different. Anatomy oh. was kind of the hardcore memorization you know identification in the lab type of component which gotcha, i didn't yeah. do physiology was more understanding the systems you know what are the nephrons gotcha, do, yeah, like the yeah. kidney type of questions not where are the nephrons
2: i feel like all of my anatomy knowledge and it sounds kind of bad i learn it from doing like perfusions and surgeries on rats and mice yep. <laughs> like especially um with like any like female genitalia, I learned a lot of it from rat anatomy, which just sounds sounds really bad.
3: No, I mean there's a reason why in biology class, even in high school, students do dissections. Is you you learn very clearly where the different organs are and what they look like and how true. they are related to each
2: other. Yes, true, 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 true. You don't
3: learn the veins and the arteries and the nerves and everything that you might learn while actually studying anatomy in an anatomy course.
2: You know what I regret not doing? Um, Going to the museum, the Minneapolis Minneapolis Science Museum with you. I went by myself uh, because I think you left a day earlier, right?
3: Yeah, my flight went out like in the morning or something.
2: Yeah, and then after you left, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the museum. It was literally right across the street. uh, And they had a huge circulatory um, demonstration. It was so cool. Like, they were able to... Uh, enlarged like the circulatory system and like they actually had pipes running through like the ceiling kind of and shows like how the distance of how far the blood travels and all. All yeah out. yeah yeah it was it was more of a children's museum but it's um it's really neat they also had this really cool demonstration of like all this pseudoscience um all this fake science and stuff uh and teaching like exhibit <laughs> right it's like nothing but ipads like you just watching tiktok videos <laughs> it's
3: a big jug of apple cider vinegar
2: <laughs> and i i like the idea that they're teaching children at a young age of how to distinguish like phony science and like real science and um uh, encouraging young students to critically think uh, it was really cool and then yeah. that's funny
3: critically apparent that we have been lacking that.
2: Oh, yeah. Slay, slay, slay. And then um, then I went to the bookstore, or the gift shop museum, and then I bought the book um, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. You know that book, right?
3: I do. I haven't read it yet.
2: It's so good. It's really good. Well, oh excuse me. The coffee. Literally, this coffee is coming to haunt me. Also, I'm gonna apologize to everyone if my voice sounds a little raspy. Um, yesterday was my, yeah. Well, you're not far from the truth. I was, uh, I was screaming all night. No, I. Yesterday was my birthday. Oh, happy happy birthday! No way. Oh, thank you. I am twenty-one years old. I know. I know. I look like I'm twenty-one. I am twenty-one. No, I'm twenty-eight. And it's we it's a weird feeling, especially like, in the upper twenties I know I'm like physically twenty eight but I'm mentally twenty two you know what i mean like I've mentally been twenty two for the past like six years, and we i don't like doing anything big for my birthday, so i uh went to do care- i went to karaoke with my cousins and yeah, it was a lot of screaming. <laughs> like a lot of fun. It was, it was fun. We um, um, you know, you better know the song. You know the song. We don't talk about Bruno, right? Oh yeah. Okay, okay. I I don't know why I asked you that. Like, of course you wouldn't. Know. You you should know it. And uh, the the version that we got, they're able to like play out or have all the words for um each individual person out and there was enough people to sing each part and so hold on i want to play it real quick okay, i'm just going to play i don't know <laughs> it's so bad that it's funny and i just want to play it
3: just cuz oh this is your recording of you singing it
2: no this this is a recording not me just not just me it's no, a whole ensemble a yeah okay. it so is you're the, not the whole maybe
3: the disney version <laughs> 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 right now what i think okay, Zoom never. is it's got like some threshold where it tries to figure out if you're talking oh, it cuts out,
2: like you're background. you're right that makes a lot of sense because sometimes when i'm editing there'll be like pauses where you can tell that someone's talking but it's not picking up the audio or something i don't know yeah, okay using that makes the a silencing
3: lot. so vocal cords losing voice you made me think of something, a video I posted a couple of years ago uh, that got flagged as, uh, you know, not safe for work content. Have you ever Re- seen videos of vocal cords in action?
2: Oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. It's the, <laughs> It looks like um, my gaze know what, what it looks like. Uh, it looks like an anus. It looks like a booty hole.
3: You know, it looks like any of many sphincters in the body, and I don't think it is technically um but i was doing an educational video about like what makes lower pitch voices different from higher pitch voices or whatever and i was showing a video of laryngoscopy and the video got taken down (laughs) as being not safe for work did
2: did you um did you what do you call appeal it appeal it yeah i was like battle it out that's not (laughs) no
3: success similar to i don't know if you've tried reporting videos Usually no. when I report videos, it's for misinformation. There's oh, some, some, no, no, you know, no. some wild theory about COVID or something. Uh, none of those get addressed either. Even if it's like a wildly off-base conspiracy theory and I report it, nothing happens. They come back and say, "Really? Oh, we reviewed your report. Looked fine. No policies were violated.
2: Do you ever get like a warning on Instagram? Like, this post got checked out for blah, blah, blah. If this happens again, your account will be permanently banned. <laughs> Does it ever happened happen- one time. It happened to me yeah. twice. What wait, wait. Doing? Okay, so uh, my first my first post was on my Instagram story. This was last year, um, on July first. I posted a picture of a meme, and it's like a collage meme. And the the caption for that meme was like, "It is officially Pride Month. If you are caught being straight, you will go directly to jail." Something like that. And it got taken down for hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I got a warning on Instagram and it's like, oh, this was taken down. Uh, if you do this two more times, your Instagram account will be permanently banned. And then the second time was uh, t- 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 this body wash company. They were trying to advertise to, like, men, and it really was, like, focusing on, like, masculinity. And if you want to smell like a real man, you got to... Do
3: you want to smell like dirty steel?
2: Yeah, you want to smell like musk and wood uh, burning. And I was like, this is so dumb. And so, like, I was... I made a video mocking them, and I was like, this is for men only, no faggots. And then... <laughs> and then it got taken Straight down for hate speech right, number two and i was like okay this the second one i totally understand actually but the first one i didn't make the meme it was a repost and so yeah. now i'm I too how scared much of to... that is
3: automatic versus it just takes at least one person reporting it and then it gets checked out and then it gets flagged i think a lot of it is automatic
2: i think a lot of it is automatic yeah for sure for sure but um, one
3: post that i had that got taken down was i was trying to debunk misinformation and so i took a screenshot of the news article headline that was circulating at the time and i put a big like misinformation red stamp on the screenshot uh-huh. and then i used it as a green screen and i talked about like why it was wrong and you know yeah yeah I mean. yeah. and my post got taken down for being covid misinformation while oh, trying oh, to debunk the covid misinformation
2: <laughs> it's misinformationception. oh my god that's annoying that's dumb. and you tried um I keep, I keep wanting, fuck, did this, uh, the, 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 notification came up, come up, your meeting will end in 10 minutes.
3: Oh yeah. We got a countdown.
2: I know. Okay. For those that are wondering what just happened, I have the, I think like the free version of zoom, um, which is kind of weird because I'm using my institutions zoom and you would think that they're going to pay money for us to have the zoom pro or whatever you call it. Zoom plus. I don't know. So, anyway, this call is going to end in 10 minutes, but fret not, my friends, because once it ends, bitch, we're going to jump back on and re-record. And then future, that, future editing Darian will combine it and make it seem seamless. That You won't even know where the gap yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be, like, at the 30-minute mark <laughs> in the audio. <laughs> You're probably going to hear an ad or something. And then you're going to know, oh, that's where they stopped recording. Okay. And then, um, lost my train of thought? What were we talking about?
3: Talking about posts getting taken down for misinformation. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my
3: God. So what do you think with respect to misinformation on social media? Do you think there should be moderation of content? Or do you think people should be able to post whatever they want? Like, you know, free speech versus some level of moderation
2: it's tough because i know that like people who are spreading misinformation people who are spreading misinformation are going to be like you can't take away my rights first amendment protects my freedom of speech but i think i think there should be some level of moderation in fact there needs to be like some like if 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 it's information about like um covid there has to be someone that's like a scientist on that social media platform's team so that they can help moderate rather than these, I don't know, interns that are working at Instagram or Meta who are trying to uh, to, to review these these claims, you know?
3: Yeah, that gets expensive. I agree, though, because, I mean, you can come up with a list of topics that are like clearly misinformation, like they've been debunked everyone agrees yeah. this well, almost everyone agrees <laughs> mm-hmm. this is wrong then you can hand someone that list and say if any of these come up remove them the trouble is there's a gray area in between where maybe it's not as clear whether the intent of the person making the video was to spread misinformation maybe they're just asking questions uh but maybe the end result of that video is is propagating oh, misinformation
2: yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah i think yeah. in
3: those more nuanced circumstances it would take someone with a bit more training to be able to make the decision about you know or... do we keep this do we not keep this
2: so what I'm saying is, we both need to apply for Meta. We need to work on their um their little board of whatever. Integrity. Yes, whatever you call it. Yes. So, uh, Meta, Instagram, Facebook. If you're listening, they actually are. They're uh, my my number one supporters. They love listening to this podcast, and if you guys. <laughs> If you guys want to be like Instagram and Facebook, um, share my podcast to your friends and let everyone listen to it because it's amazing and wonderful and awesome. Um, so yes, Facebook, please hire us. Hire us. Well, actually, maybe not you because you are working.
3: You know, I actually offered to a couple of platforms that we're talking about here to do this, not even paid, just like to look out for content that was misinformation, because oh. people tag me and misinformation content all the time. Yeah. And I was like, if you give me special banning privileges, I can, <laughs> like, I, can I can monitor it on your behalf. The power. The wow.
2: You went for it. You're like, <laughs> you really went for it. Give me, give me banning privileges now.
3: Yeah. Cause I, it gets frustrating when you know you get tagged in the video by yeah. 10, 15, 20 people. It's clearly misinformation yeah. you the video, and then you get a notification that's like, "Oh no, no, nothing's wrong with this. You
2: know what? The type of misinformation that really bugs me are the detoxing videos, like detoxing diets. If you drink, pineapple juice for, four days, and eat nothing you're going to no it's gonna
3: suck the toxins out of your
2: body put this little sticker on your feet and then wait two hours peel it off you see all that brown stuff on the tip that's the toxins from your body oh yeah
3: so some of uh other larger creators i've seen their content get stolen actually on tiktok like it'll be a video of a doctor on tiktok that they've Copied one of their duet videos. Yeah, they put their own video over whatever the other half of the duet was, like showing their fake product, and they photoshopped it to show like no can you put a strip I, on your face. I've seen, you seen that.
2: These? I've seen that. It's like um, they do. I think they did that once to. Dr. Uh, Dana foot doctor Dana yeah,
3: I've seen it with foot doc Dana um, oh, oh, a couple of, of people and it's just the duet where they're like nodding or like pointing or thumbs up or something I, oh, and that's they so use that to like pretend that they're supporting their fake product which yes. they very clearly photoshopped but video still gets hundreds of thousands of views
2: I feel like with social media there is so much opportunity to spread good information, mm-hmm. actual information and then there's also like you know, the same rate, spreading misinformation. And I think nowadays, a lot of people are very, like, hungry for um, likes and shares and stuff. And so they'll do anything to get that virality. And so if it means spreading misinformation, like, sure, let's do it.
3: Yeah. I mean, feasibly, these companies could make tens and tens of thousands of dollars per post that goes super viral, gets millions of views or something where they're selling their fake strips. So Mm -hmm. why wouldn't they do it if they have a limited moral compass?
4: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.
2: Also, do you like my um, studio setup? It's very professional, huh?
3: The Closet Studio is a longtime mainstay of the recording industry, I feel.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally, when I took my voice acting class, fun fact, for those that don't know. Also, um, for those that don't know, I double majored in theater and biochemistry. And I, I always say double majored because I have to I have to focus on that because everyone thinks I minored. And no, 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 no. No, no, baby, I double majored. I took more than 19 hours per semester to double major. Anyway, so I took a voice acting class. I had no desire to focus on. I took it just to fulfill an upper division theater course. I actually fell in love with the course. And our voice acting uh, teacher was like, one of the best places to record is in your closet because your clothes serve as like um, a source to like dampen all the sounds. Uh, another good place is like doing it in your car. Uh, if it's like in your garage or doing it under your blanket. I was like, let me bring myself back to my middle school self, meaning I'm going to go back in the closet. So <laughs> that's what, um that's what I'm doing right now. And I am back in the closet. And can He's be very pretty comfy. tough
3: if you're in a room like this room. It's got hard floors. You know, there's those doors over there that are pretty hard. I struggle with reverb sometimes. Sometimes I'll bring like a blanket in, yeah, and awkwardly yeah. drape it over some chairs, mm-hmm. and you can get some <laughs> of those soundproofing things that you stick on the wall. A, it would make it look pretty professional, and B, I can stop worrying about how close to place the mic to my mouth when oh. I, whenever I try to record something.
2: Oh yeah, I have a bad tendency to like literally shove, uh, shove anything phallic. Uh, in my face too close so i um that's why sometimes when i talk on this podcast sometimes it's like this and sometimes you're like goddamn darian like move the mic we can hear you breathing uh, like <laughs> i said i just have a i have a very bad tendency to to shove anything phallic shaped into my face are you in are you like in a work studio work room or is that your this is my office your office well, wait can you give me a little tour or like are you on a desktop computer uh
3: not easily i'm on a desktop but oh. you're seeing most of it here anyway. There's a bookshelf. There's a little armoire there. There's the two lamps Damn. with a painting. And then those there's a the closet. Nice.
2: Wow. You look very um, very studious. A lot of books. Do you read a lot?
3: Uh, you know, those are mostly not studious books. Those are mostly fiction-y books. There's the red books up there, which are actually my wife's. Those are about infectious disease. Mm. Uh, there's a bread-making book. I've just started getting into making sourdough. But then the rest are fiction.
2: That's how I know you're white. That's how I know you're white. Yeah, because (laughs) I've never heard of a non-white person making bread. Really? Zero. None. Like, to all my listeners, I'm pretty sure once they heard that, they're like, ah, Dr. Knock is white.
3: The sourdough (laughs) indicator.
2: The sourdough. Wait, have you done 23andMe? No. Oh, are you ever going to do it?
3: Probably. At the rate that genetic uh, analysis is heading...
2: Well, here's the thing. Um, Once you do it, since they still have your your stuff on file, they're always going to update it. And so when I first got my results four years ago, initially it said that I was 85% Vietnamese, 10% Chinese, and then like 5% uh, Myanmar, I think Thai and something else. And then like two years ago, like two years later, They updated it, and it said that I'm 99.9% Vietnamese, uh, 0.01% Coptic Egyptian, and I was like, "Ooh, (laughs) yes!" And so (laughs) there was this trending audio on TikTok. It was like a song, and the the main chorus of the song goes, "She's biracial, she's biracial," (laughs) and then I made a video of my my results. And then people on TikTok were like cracking me up. They're like, "Oh my God, yes, African King, <laughs> African yeah. King. He's he's invited to the cookout." And then <laughs> I I checked my results again last month, and I'm actually, I think this is actually more accurate. Uh, I'm 99.9 percent Vietnamese and 0.01 Chinese. Like that that makes more sense because I don't think there would be a crossover between.
3: You never know. I mean, at that you know, you're right, right? You're talking about like one person, many generations ago, right? Or
2: not me trying to gaslight my ancestors. <laughs> uh, Don't doubt them. I know for real. Like my ancestors are, um, are are shriveling in their grave. Do you know? Do you know that audio of a uh, fun Family Guy? It's a trending audio right now of Lois. She's like, <laughs>
3: it's not coming through. I th- Zoom is cutting you off.
2: Uh, oh okay anyway too much excitement okay so okay there's there's a trending audio i feel like by the time that i post this this episode the audio is not going to trend anymore but on family guy uh there's i think to explain the context of the audio um peter goes upstairs and goes into um lois's mom's bedroom and lois's mom is like laying on the bed and Lois and her dad are downstairs grabbing dinner and apparently if Peter hears a certain phrase or word um, he will I think eat out that person and so Lois's mom accidentally said that phrase or whatever and so it doesn't obviously show him eating her out but it shows him in his mind licking an ice cream and then Lois heard I guess the phrase downstairs and so she's like oh no like I can't let Peter do that so she runs upstairs and she's like screaming Peter but the voice actress is so good you can like hear her struggling when she says Peter I don't know why I went into depth explaining that whole audio but if you have a chance please please
3: listen to it Peter! you know one thing that's interesting for me I consider myself to be pretty media illiterate like tv shows if, if i do trivia or something i'm not going to get any of the questions right really? so whenever something ends up going viral like when a sound starts trending on tiktok yeah i usually don't know where it originally came from but it uh. still gets stuck in my head so then i'll be walking around the house saying it or something and my wife's like you know where that's from right <laughs> <laughs> well i usually don't
2: i feel like i want to say a quarter of the time i don't know where the audio comes from but every now and then there will be a TikTok creator that will show the source of the audio. It's like, trending audio, source of the audio. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And so that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um. Oh, this is so random. So, so, so random. I feel like I have to bring this up because because we're, we're in the same family. And what I mean by that is we're both represented by the same agency, A3. That's right. How has it been so far? It's been good?
3: Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Um previously I hadn't never been represented by someone. And so I yeah. feel like there's just another layer of you know formality in being represented by someone. Also they're better at, you know, negotiating and handling emails and stuff with people yes. generally. And yes. also there's that layer of legitimacy that comes with being represented by someone.
2: You are you working with Mark only or Mark and Emma?
3: No, it's just Mark.
2: Mark and he's he's been treating you well? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm happy to hear that. Oh, my gosh.
3: Do you work with both?
2: I work with both. Uh, Mark is in the New York uh, office and then Emma is in the L.A. But I think they work separately mm-hmm. because what happens is with every deal that they bring in, they have to divide it among themselves. And so I think it would make sense if Mark works closely with you. With a lot of my stuff, it gets uh, broken down. Some goes to my agent, goes to my managers, and so I only get like eighty um, percent of like the stuff, which I'm still fine with because Mark has been amazing at negotiating stuff. He's been bringing in deals and stuff for you.
3: Not yet, actually, haven't had the first one officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly, there has been overall a slowdown in brands reaching out. Oh right, yeah, Hands the on. past couple of months. I don't know if you've seen the same thing.
2: Yeah, I think right now definitely there's a lot of it's it's definitely saturated. With us, it is a bit more competitive to get more brand deals. I think we're just entering like the, the fourth quarter. Maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter is kind of slow, but I know it'll probably arrive back up at the end of the fourth quarter.
3: Yeah, for the holidays. Also, for- I mean I don't know how much the global macroeconomic conditions affect how much people are willing to spend on ad spend, but true got to be thinking about it in the back of their mind. I mean, I get a lot of brands that reach out that don't have any budget. They offer 50 bucks for a TikTok.
2: I think a lot of these companies will try to like ambush the the naive new content creators. We'll give you a free product if you make a video. It's like, oh my gosh, yes, we'll do. Free free gloves? Yes, of course. Free pillow? Yes, I'm going to make a video.
3: Yeah. If it's something you would have been spending a couple hundred bucks on instead as a creator with, you know, maybe a couple thousand followers. Yeah. It'd be a good deal.
2: And I think the only time I ever did that was do you know what the Flexi Spot desk is? It's yeah. a desk that okay, yeah. So that was the only time I ever did like I guess Got I did a that for post. the free I, uh I love the desk, but I ended up giving it to my cousin. My more Needy cousin. I would not say needy. Oh my gosh, no, no. My uh, he needs it more than I do. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, he's that needy. But he he's going to college, and I and I don't want him to spending money on on a new furniture and desk, and you know, like going to college, you don't want to spend a lot of money on so, stuff. So I was like, let's give it to you. Yeah. So I think
3: you're right, though, that companies take advantage of a lot of new creators who don't know necessarily what a post could be worth for an account of their size. Sometimes I think it is justified. Like if you're a relatively smaller account and you're getting a thousand dollar product or something maybe that's okay for the yep. size of your account but when for they sure. offer you 50 bucks for a post to millions of people they're just trying to take advantage of you
2: oh my gosh yes everyone please stop what you're doing and become a content creator just do it do it it's worth a, it. you're are you getting a phd quit get out of the program content no, creation <laughs> <laughs> dang you said ¿Por qué no los dos for those that don't know i am trilingual and in Spanish, that meant why not both?
3: It takes a while to ramp up.
2: Yeah, uh, and for it sure.
3: Takes pretty significant. What probably about a year, year and a half of daily posting, or at least a few times per week before you hit your stride.
2: Here's the thing, girl. Your growth is so steep. You understood the the rhythm, trends, and you grew in the span of a couple months. It
3: was a weird process. So the first two months. Um, posted videos basically daily, starting back at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I think I only gained maybe 500 to 1,000-ish followers in the first two months. Uh, with no only, prior only, only, only. Okay. <laughs> well, it
2: felt like a lot of effort. Each video,
3: you know, it's two hours or something, make 50 or 60 videos. But I had no experience making videos before that or doing journalism or anything. Uh-huh. So you really learn a lot in the process. Oh, yes. And so months three and four then, uh, I think it was at like 50 to 100,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's a pretty steep learning curve at first, but the only way you get better for sure is to practice.
2: Yes. A lot of people think that um, content creation or just making videos in general can be very intimidating, but with anything, it just comes with practice. The more that you do it, the more you get comfortable. I remember like the first couple of videos that I ever made, which was like back in middle school and high school, just working on projects. Talking in front of a camera is super awkward, but the more that you do it, you just get the rhythm and you begin to feel more comfortable doing it so yes just just keep practicing and i would say like start on tiktok start on instagram they're in a huge battle take advantage of it they're trying to like out compete each other
3: yeah youtube shorts is trying now too yeah they're introducing a an ad revenue split Uh, where they're gonna yeah so you know how youtube pays a lot more than TikTok and Instagram because they take whatever ad revenue they have on their longer form videos and they give like some percent. I think it's like around forty percent, forty five percent to creators. That's why YouTube videos pay a lot more. Uh, in contrast, TikTok and Instagram, what they've done is set aside like a certain fixed amount of money. Uh-huh. They just, it's, but it's not a percent based on total ad revenue. Yeah. So as like TikTok and Instagram make more and more money from reels and TikToks, creators are still like splitting up the same. Oh,
2: Hank Green mentioned this.
3: Yeah. And so now they're actually being pressured away from this because YouTube <laughs> is saying we're going to use our long form model on yeah. our short form videos. And ah. so now it's like, ooh, time to start up that YouTube channel.
2: Are you on YouTube? Do you have any YouTube videos? I feel yeah, like I, I should know this. Ooh. Uh,
3: I don't post too often. Um, I repurpose a lot of my short form content into yeah. YouTube shorts. I don't have as many long form videos. Um,
2: I feel like you would do good. You're, you are like just so naturally good at talking. I feel like you should do long form content.
3: I should. It takes forever. That's my biggest hang up. I, I would like to do it more.
2: Um I feel like the type of content you can make could be similar to uh what's his name? His his real name is Forrest. Uh oh my gosh. Yeah, Forrest. Yes, 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 teacher, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, He makes uh his YouTube videos are so good, they're long form, and it's just him debunking uh, a lot of like science misinformation information and a lot of like controversial. Science topics that i think um some scientists are scared to get into or know that it's a bit problematic with um like you know like crispr cas9 and stuff like that and human evolution and he does a good job of explaining of like the the four science side actually no not not the crispr cas9 i took it back because obviously it's ethical (laughs) ethical
3: should we edit ourselves into superhumans
2: yes I want to be like Spider Man. I want to be like Spider Man.
3: No, that is the one thing. Like, if I were to dedicate a few more hours per week to content creation, I think the next thing would be more long-form videos like that.
2: So, what you're saying is, you're going to quit your full-time job to go into <laughs> to go into this? Would the you last ever?
3: YouTube video I posted, uh, which happened to be yesterday, uh-huh. it's got about 20 views. Which unfortunately, is wait, is it is it, it is it YouTube, YouTube
2: video or a YouTube short?
3: No, no, it's a YouTube. It's a long form YouTube video.
2: <laughs> well, you gotta, you gotta. I also learned that you have to also push. You know, post it on your story, post it on like Twitter, post it everywhere. A lot of YouTubers will repurpose their long form video, cut it up, cut it up, but like the more interesting parts, shorten it, and say so, like, if you want to watch the rest, click the link below uh or like the link is in the bio and that works that works very well that model works very well for prank videos there's this one content creator and he'll just go up to random people and say hey for five hundred dollars act labor black day
3: or- no, oh no yeah
2: yeah so i think it's the same content creator uh he'll say like all right labor day or uh <laughs> labor day or black history month and it's always like white people or uh hey for five hundred dollars act black he'll post like the funny clips and if you want to watch the rest, go to his YouTube. And it worked. I watched most of his videos on his YouTube channel the other day because it was that funny. And <laughs> this uh, this is right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a tangent. But he goes to like the most racist town in America. Um and he goes up to someone and he's like, All right, what are your pronouns? And the guy's like, pronouns. I am a male, and then it includes like the divine sound. I'm a he- I'm not into that mentally ill stuff. What's your pronouns?
4: I'm a male. I'm a man. I'm a he. I don't get into that mentally ill stuff. Okay. Yeah, and I think
3: part of the recipe there is that generally controversial content performs better across social True.
2: media. True. Random. Um, Are you keeping up with the Daryl Brooks case? Do you know who he is? No, I haven't been oh uh, never i'm not gonna go into it but he he's pretty much he's representing himself he like fired his attorney and is representing himself and i think he's purposely prolonging this court case
3: oh or whatever
2: uh, dumb reason yeah.
3: i think i saw a clip of that yesterday was this with the car yes
2: yes yes, the yes this, yeah the parade yes yes and it is it is infuriatingly entertaining
3: you know, there was a—I forget exactly which podcast it was. It was either Freakonomics or Planet Money, and they were looking at the overall positivity or negativity of news stories in the United States, and which ones tend to be more popular and which ones are more common. Yeah, and it's like a two-to-one ratio of negative news performing better than positive news. And so, well,
2: yeah, I think I think maybe because we are just more inclined to listen to drama than um uh, anything that's that's positive, you know, like I th- I think maybe that's the gossipy side of us or the I don't know. I wonder what, what are the evolutionary um benefits of I'm sure I'm sure there's like some psychological uh advantage or something. Maybe maybe if we if we know what the problem is, we know how to avoid it so that our offspring learn to avoid that drama. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's just me, me digging my ass, trying to find an answer, but Hey, that was a good hypothesis. That is me trying to hypothesize, uh, an yeah. answer to, to, to that.
3: It, it, this is part of the mix. I mean, even if you're just trying to make educational content, if you just yeah. make a regular educational video, it's not going to get any organic traction on any True. social platform. And so you have to manufacture some sort of something that sounds mysterious or controversial that
2: is so true i um i've been following a lot of history i'm so sorry once again i'm like breathing in the mic and uh, like i said anything phallic shaped i would just try uh and uh oh my god i lost my train of thought because i just can't stop thinking about i'm just kidding so oh history. i am following history, a lot of history <laughs> i'm following a lot of history tiktoks and the way that they they convey the information is like do you know why blah, blah 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 and it's i think leading a video with a question or like do you know why there was so like do you know why there was this thing that happened or drama and it's like i don't know why Why did this person get killed by visiting this indigenous tribe by the coast of India? I don't know. And then, bam, he was trying to introduce them to Christianity and tried contacting them three times. Despite their warnings, he trespassed their land. I'm like, oh, that is interesting. Well, poke the bear. And what's the phrase? You poke the bear, you get scratched, you get killed. I don't know.
3: I think anything that carries that that air of intrigue and mystery mm-hmm. is just naturally what we're interested in. The challenge is trying to take topics that are boring <laughs> and yeah. convert them into being interesting.
2: Yeah I I um, I um had dinner with a history teacher. I was at my friend's dinner who is a teacher and uh, we're sitting at like this round table with uh, her colleague so I was talking to the history teacher and I was like yeah like it's weird how back then, when I was in high school, I said back then. I'm 28. Back then, when I was in hi- high school, I did not like history at all. Maybe because it was just presented in a very boring way. But I'm at the age where I really love history, specifically science history. But I think maybe it's just the way that it's presented to me now on TikTok. It's the way that uh, the visual graphic information and I think a lot of the, the history, obviously a lot of the history uh, influences what we do today. I'm, I'm liking it more.
3: I think the storytelling component of it definitely influences how much you like it. Interestingly, you made me think of, now that you say that, in, in high school, I didn't really even like science. Oh, ooh,
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. canceled. Dr. <laughs> Knock is fake. He admitted it. He doesn't like, he doesn't know anything about science. He just admitted it.
3: It is true that I know very little about science. <laughs>
2: Watch like yeah, you're not even I'm... a doctor. You don't know anything.
3: <laughs> it's all been faked. In fact, I'm CGI here. This is Adobe's.
2: <laughs> there, there is a video of this of this girl. She was able to, um, I think she used like dolly to create like a very generic looking white guy, and then she like made a video. Like she, you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm I'm just blabbering, but we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah. No, it's That's literally soon you
3: very know. confusing to. Uh, already, like, it's pretty confusing to tell if a static image is real or if it's been photoshopped. I think the same thing is about to happen for videos. For
2: real. Well, you just reminded me of something. And it kind of goes into a full circle of what we were talking about earlier. So after the 3M trip, after we visited Minneapolis, after you left, and then I came back for the museum, I found out that my Twitter account got hacked. Oh, I remember that. I know. And I was, at first I was like, mm. It's whatever, because, like, what are they going to post? Because a lot of the statuses that they're posting didn't seem like me. But I think a lot of people were reporting my account. And so it scared the hackers. And so then they were trying to impersonate me, which started freaking me out. And they are like, hello, fellow scientists. It is I, Darian, the gay scientist. I was like, no, no, don't impersonate please, don't impersonate me. And then on instagram i was like hey guys uh, i got hacked on twitter so y'all can help report it uh here's a link and then signed sam she uh she helped me report it and she was like yeah i was like a little bit hesitant because you know with like so many like different types of technology i thought it was like a deep fake i thought your instagram account got hacked too and i was like (laughs) no (laughs) no
3: You know, that's going to be a very real concern for content creators, anyone online, anyone in a lot of video and audio content. I'm very sure that in 10 years, someone's going to be able to take a compilation of like all the video clips of you and all the audio clips of you and Mm -hmm. rework those into totally from scratch. For
2: real. Yeah, like I'm sure there are going to be a lot of like AI systems. If you input some audio clips, they'll learn your, your vocal intonations and rhythm and they'll be able to like, spew out something that sounds like you would say.
3: Yeah, from scratch. Adobe already had, they built a product, I forget the name of it, but you feed it some amount of audio from someone talking Yeah, and then it builds whatever its model is and then you type in whatever you want them to say in the voice that it generates Mm -hmm. and it's surprisingly convincing for the audio part when you pair that with just the video.
2: That kind of sounds exciting because I'm kind of curious what I would sound like. It would just be like yes, mama, god, okay. Honestly, if they do that, That'll be, like, honestly a hate crime. And then I can sue Adobe and then make a lot of money and just just retire at a young age with that money, you know? That's what I'll do. That's my goal in life, actually. That's actually why I brought that up.
3: Let's say you retire tomorrow because Adobe gives you $10 million. Yes. Are you still making content?
2: Of course. Okay, here's the thing. I make content the same reason why a drag queen performs meaning i do it for self expression no uh, uh, for no other reason um i make videos because making videos make me happy and i see it as a way of of making art wow i'm getting philosophical no but for real like i i making i've been making videos since i was in middle school just because I love the process of making, filming, editing, uh, acting, and all that in front of it. And having to show people the, the art. Hold on, I got to burp again. That coffee. But showing people the art, like, it's is fun. Um, I know it's very tempting to get sucked into that vortex of, oh my gosh, this video didn't perform well. This video didn't get this many likes. But at, at the end of the day... Do you know the audio clip on, on TikTok? It's not
3: funny, is it? <laughs>
2: yes. At the end of the day, it's not funny, is it? There could be a bunch of orphans, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, it's not that funny, is it? Because there could be orphans playing in that dirt, and then the cement crushes the orphans to death. And then you have to live with the guilt of killing orphans. You know he's a comedian?
3: I did not know. I would have inferred it from his... uh
2: He's a comedian. Surprisingly, a lot of people know him in person based off of that audio clip. And so he'll include that bit, that audio, in his in his, his stand-up
3: acts. Hmm. So you would keep making content. Oh if yeah, yeah. I, I, I would keep making
2: it. content. Yeah, yeah.
3: I would too for sure. I would I would actually start making more content.
2: <laughs> I've been in a little funk of not posting YouTube videos. Um but I, I want to get back in because I love I love editing long-form videos, and just incorporating memes. If y'all don't know, I love memes. Love, love, love memes. I love memes. And if y'all don't know what I mean by memes, watch RuPaul's Drag Race untucked with Bibi Zahara Zimbenay and Trixie Mattel, that all-star season, to all the straights Including you, Doctor Nock. you're probably like, "What the fuck is he talking about?"
3: I already admitted my media illiteracy. I
2: know. Oh no, ten minutes. Okay, well, uh, okay. So, thank you so much, Doctor Knock, for being on this, on this episode. Uh, scientifically speaking.
3: Yeah, thanks for inviting me.
2: Yeah, of course. Uh, before we end, do you have actually no? Before I even ask you to give advice, I need. I'm, I will give. I will give my personal advice to all of my listeners.
3: Okay, let's hear yours.
2: My advice to all my listeners is turn on your two step factor authentication for all social media accounts so you don't get hacked.
3: It's a good one. And your email.
2: I literally had a that's a raven moment of did I do that? I did do that. I did it for Gmail, my Yahoo. Yes, do it for everything. Um actually no, that makes a lot of sense. Because I legitimately legit got a, a text um before my twitter account got hacked i got a text here is your tiktok uh six digit code i was like that's strange okay whatever and then i guess it didn't hit me later on oh someone's trying to hack my tiktok account but they didn't they hacked my twitter instead okay so mr morgan dr knock mr dr morgan of the knock what is your advice for our listeners
3: Well, my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes is attributed to Voltaire, and it's translated, the best is the enemy of the good. And so we were talking a little bit, or this is sort of an anti-perfectionism quote is the gist of it here. But for anyone who's interested in getting into doing communication, like scientific communication online or becoming content creator, my strong, strong advice is aim for like 80% quality or 85% quality and just start getting started. Don't hold back until you hit what you think is hundred percent quality in your mind on whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you're making. Because whatever you start doing is going to be bad at first, almost guaranteed. Like I know speak, mine was. Speak for, for sure. yourself.
2: Speak for yourself. I don't, I don't know. what You're talking about
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, people with a background in some video editing skills, maybe, or some journalism background or something. Maybe they can start out at a higher quality. I'm than kidding. I I'm
2: kidding, y'all. That was a joke. Because at the end of the day, it's not even that funny.
3: but for people who don't have much background uh which was certainly me just guess like you're going to learn along the way and you're not going to learn if you don't get started so my advice would be just get started
2: that is some good goddamn advice thank you so much i think definitely that goes into like literally every aspect of your life uh you everyone has to start somewhere you know and i think we have we always try to compare ourselves uh like i want to be the next mr beast And then you make your first video. It's like, well, my video isn't as good as Mr. Beast's video. Well, like Mr. Beast has been in the game for like 10 plus years. Um,
3: So don't try to... a swarm of professional editors.
2: Yes. Uh, So don't compare. Everyone is on their own journey. Everyone is on their own trajectory. So someone might be further along down their career and you might be starting out. So don't compare your different races. Um, races as in like marathon races not ethnicity your race times yeah yes yes oh gosh um yeah everyone thank you so much for listening and we will you know I always uh I always say just in general like I'll see you next time but I will not see y'all next time I will listen to y'all next time I don't know Everyone have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much, Dr. Knock, for stopping by. Alrighty. Bye, everyone. Thanks for the invite.
3: Bye.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50